she did compliment the girl's breasts in front of me, so that was interesting to watch. Ooh. <laughs> A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week is a wonderful time to love both TV, movies, and superheroes. Daredevil just gave us a second season on Friday. Oh, yeah. The X-Men apocalypse is coming. Okay. Uh It's on its way. We're approaching the dawn of justice faster than I could ever imagine. And so much more. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about how we're going to have to carve out extra time next week to do uh, the Batman, Superman, and Daredevil spoiler cast. So... And our regular show. Yeah, we got we're we're this is going to be a, a lighter weekend for us, but next week is going to be crazy. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward. To, I mean, that that tells me that we're we're getting into the groove for the next like five years. Like mm-hmm. this is how it's going to be. <laughs> uh, and but it it definitely wasn't a really a lighter weekend for you though. You were you were off gallivanting. Yeah. So yes, I spent Thursday through today. Actually, I got back not too long ago in Chicago for C2E2. Uh-huh. If anyone ever has a chance in the Midwest to go to a Comic Con that's not quite San Diego or not quite New York, C2 is, is C2E2 is the place to go. Uh-huh. There's enough space in the aisles where you're not you know, you don't get claustrophobic, but it's also there's enough people and things to do there that your money's worth the ticket price, uh-huh. um, which I think is like fifty dollars, so it's not bad for one day. Yeah, that that seems to be pretty standard for big cons. So yeah, uh, that's they're usually always worth it too. I mean, yeah. always. Uh, hotels are like a hundred dollars a night, and that I I looked on Monday. So I mean, like it's it's a reasonably priced con, which is really awesome. Uh, so I went. I got my picture taken with Chloe Bennett, uh, who yeah. plays Sky Quake in, in Agents of Shield. She was really cool. Uh, at, what else did I do? I got a bunch of books signed by some of my favorite artists. I got thirty dollars in free comics. Nice. Uh, um, because I did a photo scavenger hunt at a comic mm-hmm. booth, and I was the first person to do all ten things, so they mm-hmm. gave me thirty free dollars of comics nice. of, my cho- of my choosing too. So it wasn't now, like a grab bag. Now, how many pop vinyls did you walk away with? I only bought five. <laughs> I like how you say that's only. I was expecting you to say, actually, Mike, I didn't buy any. I had well, self control, or so- I was thinking. Oh no! I only I only bought one, and you're like, no, I bought five. <laughs> well, so Funko had is the first time they had their own booth there this year, mm-hmm. and they were selling the Marvel Collector Core boxes, the old ones, right mm-hmm. there on the floor. So you could buy any of them from Avengers up until uh, the latest one, I think, which was Deadpool, mm-hmm. and you can buy it right there and walk out with it. Really awesome. But there were several, probably close to a dozen booths dedicated to pop vinyls yeah, of they're huge all. Now. All rarities, even. That was the beauty of them. You can get the ones you don't find. So for myself, I bought two. I bought the two Crossbones variants from Civil War because I own all the Civil War pops. That's my thing. I like the movie ones. I bought my fiance uh, Beast from Beauty and the Beast because uh-huh. she wanted it. And then I bought my dad two Hanna-Barbera ones. So. Nice. Was there any? Was there any that you just couldn't quite get yourself to buy? Like you wanted them, but you exercised at least a little self-control? Uh, the unmasked Black Panther variant from Civil War was, I uh, think, thirty five dollars, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want it that much. <laughs> uh, so I didn't, I didn't do that. I also bought a pop vinyl T shirt, one of my first pop vinyl T shirts I purchased, mm-hmm. uh, and Civil War related. I mean, I like the movie, <laughs> I like the movie ones. Okay, I have to admit it, I, I like the movies. I don't care too much about the the other ones. Are, are you telling me a guy that co-hosts a podcast about superhero movies <laughs> likes the superhero pop vinyls? Yeah, well, I like the superhero movie ones. I don't buy the comic book versions, and I buy a lot of comic books. Uh, I walked away with twenty trade paperbacks this weekend. It was Ooh, ridiculous. Man, that is, I'd, I'm just thinking about the logistics of how heavy that would be. Uh, I got to work out, my friends. I work <laughs> out. Uh, so it was really fun. I, I mean, anyone who lives in the Midwest, I drove five hours for it, and it was. I got people who go to my comic book store to go for the first time. They were like. Oh, they're like, oh, we'll get it all done in one day. And they're like, nope, we're going three days next year. Like, there's so much to do. It was really great. Awesome, um, I, man. And, but I just want to say anyone in a wheelchair who has the opportunity to go to these conventions, 
if you don't dress as Professor Xavier, you're wasting an opportunity <laughs> because that is that's what you have to. Do. There was a Xena in a wheelchair this year, and I called her Professor Xena. <laughs> but because it's both an X, right? That's, that's, that's what works. But no, it's I, good time. no, I, I I picked up on it. I picked oh, up on it. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you did. Um, and then uh, apparently the artist of Batman, his name is Greg Capullo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met him. I I was in line for a hot dog. And apparently he was getting pictures with people in line to get his signing because it was literally the longest line there. Uh-huh. And I got my picture with him because I, the hot dog line was blending with the Greg Capullo line. <laughs> and my friends who went there to get pictures or books signed by him didn't get a photo with him. And they were so mad. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's it was it was a great time. I love it. It's been a long weekend. I'm really worn out. I was off the Internet essentially for four days. Uh, so yeah. a lot of this is news I've added today. I'm ready to talk about it. Are you? Or you got yeah. anything else you want to do? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know quite how you did it being being gone away during the the Daredevil drop. I mean, huh. we're gonna t- we're gonna talk a little bit about our initial impressions in a little bit, but man, yes. that that would drive me crazy. It was so the first thing I didn't that came out while I was gone was the Apocalypse trailer. Yes, X-Men Apocalypse dropped a trailer while I was on the road to Chicago, and that's okay. It happens, but this trailer gave me both hope and dismay at the same time. Uh, I really like I, to see everyone's powers. They're finally showing it off those sizzle reels we, we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my favorite thing is actually where it shows Apocalypse growing big and holding Xavier down, and he smacks him up against like the wall of the X-Mansion. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's awesome to see him do that. Uh, I, um, you know, got to see some Nightcrawler bamfing around while he's fighting. Looks like Angel and kind of maybe a... a, a I guess forced mutant fighting arena. Yeah, and, something like a cage match. Yeah, and uh, uh, I think it was uh, a, a point where Havoc comes back from the other movies and shoots into Cerebro. Yeah, that so, was really really cool. That was a, I think that was one of the scenes that stood out the most to me. Yeah, so I mean, I really like that. However, at the same time, the more I watch this, the more it feels like X Men Three: The Last Stand, mm-hmm. and um, I, I just can't shake that just quite yet. Yeah, but, it's, but but what did you think like when you saw it? Man, it's a weird thing. So I'm trying my best to be reserved because when we talked about the very first Apocalypse trailer, I went through and I and I, I looked back at the Days of Future Past trailer. And basically, we don't get anything kind of really exciting from Days of Future Past until trailer three. Now, you could kind of look at this as trailer three, but technically it's the first full-length trailer. You know, you kind of got to look at the, the Super Bowl trailer kind of like as a .5 almost. So yeah. I'm still holding out that maybe another trailer will, will kind of get a different tone because we basically have been getting the exact same thing every trailer. It, you know, we have like that same type of just like really somber um, tone narration throughout the thing, destruction everywhere, all hope is lost, blah, 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 more stuff like that, apocalypse, you know, and we, we, we still getting the things that we that we don't want. We're getting tons of Jennifer Lawrence. You know, she's basically become like the the Logan. She's become the Wolverine of, of this movie, like leading the X-Men. Like, I, I mean, I guess Brian Singer can do what he wants, but putting Mystique so upfront, it's just really weird. Like, how does she get there? She basically was trying to murder a bunch of people in the last movie. Like, wh- what are we going to do with all of that? So I don't understand where her character is going to go. People are begging to see Cyclops in some sort of leading role and he doesn't even speak a single solitary word in this trailer we get like a couple glimpses of him and he basically looks like he's going to be relegated to being nothing so, like he so kind of was in the other tra- in the other movies I can forgive that because I think this is the movie that kicks off I think we're not going to get any of the old people from these first three movies going forward uh-huh. except maybe McAvoy is Xavier so I think he's not going to lead until the next one. So I can forgive that. Um, but, I mean, you, you do you do make some good points. I think the drabness of their outfits is really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, people have been talking about that. We've talked about it a few times. But, yeah, they're just basically armored up, you know, ready for war. Psylocke is really the only one kind of in a comic book costume. And she also had, like, another little bit of a glimpse of an action scene in this trailer where she's fighting um, – uh, beast fighting night oh beast okay i wasn't it's sure if it was nightcrawler or beast so that was kind of cool because we got a little bit more action there but i don't know man like i'm right, so, going 
like I'm going in with low expectations, just like I did Days of Future Past. I'm I'm not as wor- I'm not as worried about this like I was with uh, Fantastic Four. I you know we can trust Brian Singer you know with his track record so far, but I mean I just don't like these trailer cuts. That all that's all it is. Like I do think that you know Jennifer Lawrence is probably gonna get killed off. We're gonna get, we're gonna get rid of basically the, all these old classes of X Men people. And these new these these new kids are basically going to rise to the top by the end is what I'm expecting. But obviously we don't get even a glimmer of that in the trailer, so you're, we're still kind of left to go. Oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think there's a lot of unknowns, but I think it's going to end in this big battle where everything gets disintegrated and apocalypse is, is you know killing things. I don't know who's going to make it out of this movie. Either you're right, and and I think I don't think they'll kill Mystique. Simply because Mystique can be played by anybody because she has the power to shapeshift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, she, she's got that lucky ability. So I don't think they'll kill her off. But I just, I mean, yeah, she's taking the leading role. If you're going to go into colorful costumes, the 80s is the time to do it. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm really excited. We got the sizzle reel I wanted. I don't know if we're going to get another trailer in the next uh, two months. Uh, but. Is I this mean, um, it's still there. this is a May release, right? Yeah, it's the end of May, so it's right. just on the same time frame of Civil War, essentially. All right. So, well, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, this this could be the last trailer. Yeah, it's. I think I don't think we're gonna get another Civil War trailer, and I don't think Apocalypse will get one either. So, uh, we'll cross our fingers. But I think, again, you're right. I think we go in. I'm gonna go in with medium expectations and kind of see where it plays off. Maybe I get a little more excited after. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice gets out of the way. I mean, that's it. Uh, ready <laughs> yeah, to we, go. Yeah, we yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta get ready to digest this one. Yes, especially like those L.A. sirens that are so famously <laughs> heard every almost every episode. Yeah, almost so, ba- every podcast. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice comes out this Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I get to see it at 6 p.m. my time. I don't know what time you you uh, get to. We're gonna we're doing seven Pacific. So they they didn't have any six o'clock ones. No. So. I don't know why they have six o'clock here, but I took it. It's an IMAX. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, I did you see? There's a little preview of what you see on the difference between regular theater and IMAX they released this week. I mean, I've I've kind of gone dark on this movie ever since okay. the last trailer. They've been like little clips here and there. I mean, they've oh, just yeah, been no, cramming everything that they can. Like, go see this movie. I'm just like, okay, I already bought the tickets. I don't need to watch anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's not a new clip. It's essentially uh, a scene from the other trailer, and it shows how much more the IMAX gives you vertically on the space. Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Um, But it's, I don't know, not every scene was shot in IMAX, so I can't say that the whole movie is going to, you're going to see a whole lot more. But um, I'm really excited to see it. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not... It's not the most anticipated movie on my slate, to be honest. Still, uh, Civil War takes that slot right now. But I want to see it. I want to talk about it next weekend. And it's definitely the most curious, that's for sure. It's been so long coming. Uh, so long, I learned this week that they cut the Riddler and the Joker out of early drafts of the film. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, I mean, imagine if they'd been in there right now, how much overload this movie would have been. <laughs> It'd be like a three and a half hour movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, we're getting a rated R cut this three hours long with the DVD release. So, Ooh. um, I'm really excited to see that. I like I said, IMAX 6 PM on Thursday. So we're not going to talk about it until Saturday. Um, and I don't even know if we'll release the, the audio Saturday or Sunday yet, but we'll have uh, to see. But the, the wife and I are already starting to make plans of, we're trying to fit man and man of steel somewhere in this week before we go see the movie. We kind of want to, we kind of want to get the, the feeling, the vibe of the, of the universe and how it's supposedly supposed to start off, whether, you know, people thought it was a good kickoff or a bad kickoff, but we're, we're going to digest man of steel and then we're going to go into Batman Superman and see how it all sets. Yeah, I think the it, it begs the point of the question this week is which Ben Affleck character is better, Batman or Daredevil, which <laughs> is our next point here, okay, since he's played both of them. That was a realization I made this morning as I was leaving Chicago. <laughs> Daredevil Season 2 came out today, or Friday, I guess, not today. Yeah. I have seen one episode. Oh, man. You're so um, far behind. I am so far behind. Uh, I know. I know. My fiance is on like episode seven or eight right now. She's watching it right now while I'm, I'm recording <laughs> this. I wanna. I want you to know how dedicated I am to the show <laughs> that I'm missing Daredevil. But I have seen the first episode. Uh-huh. Uh, how far did you make it? 
So I, I think we're we're right around episode nine. I don't remember if we're about ready to to get into it or if we finished episode nine. So we've definitely been been wa- binge watching for sure when we, when we've had time. Uh, so we watched a ton on Friday. We watched a ton last night. Uh, we wanted to stay up way way late into the night, but we had to get up early this morning. So we had to we had to be adults and at least save a couple hours into the evening so we could get some sleep. But yeah, the initial impression so far, spoiler free, we're going to save all the spoilers for the spoiler cast. You don't have to worry about any of the spoilers here, but initial impressions is I am just as happy as I was when I was watching the first season. I am having more fun, Uh to be honest. Uh, After the first episode, it's faster. Um, I don't know if that continues all along, but from my my impressions, this show isn't slowing down like kind of like the first one did. Um, I mean, in the first episode, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but you get the Punisher. Like they don't, they don't pull punches, I guess. Uh-huh. And and I like that about it. It's more like watching a real TV show. And I've I, and the cliffhanger ending is even better. Like I can't wait to go watch see episodes two and I'm gonna watch two and three tonight. No one's gonna stop me. I don't care. <laughs> do it, man. You gotta. And then the rest of the week, I'm pretty busy. But I might do Man of Steel tomorrow. You you did. You did sell me on that one, uh, <laughs> but I love it. Uh, it's a little quiet at times. I think I think the dialogue's a little quiet, but I mean that kind of sets the tone for it. Are you specifically talking about like the mixing of the audio? Yes, I am. Okay, okay, this is hilarious because um, uh, me and my wife were just having this conversation before we started uh, sitting down to record this session. So uh, our our main experience with the show so far. Um, has been uh, our TV ranges in audio levels like like all over the place. You know, if we're watching some, if we're watching like a video file through VLC, you know, we have to be like somewhere around like the 20s or 30s on the audio meter. If we're if we're on Netflix, we crank it up to like 60 for dialogue, and we we have to go back down to like 40 for action. So basically, that's how Daredevil's been working out for us. If people are fighting, we go down to about 45. You know, when it's a dialogue scene, we have to go up to like the the high 60s. It's been a little stressful and I actually did a little bit of research on this because I wanted to know why this was a problem because I've had this problem before not just with Netflix and not just with our home theater PC but I've had it with like Blu-ray players and stuff and basically it just comes down to like all of these shows are million dollar productions tons of high-tech equipment goes into capturing this audio capturing everything and it's all mixed together by professionals with like decades of experience and basically all of this experience is being crammed through like little tiny speakers on your TV. All these these different channels of audio. You know, they're they're mixing all of this stuff expecting the high-end scenario of somebody having like a 5.1 or 7.1 surround sound system that's just like crazy and off the wall. And it's just like, no man, I just got this TV with like the speakers that are built in, you know. I'm I'm not exactly an audiophile, so I don't really care to like try to wire my apartment with tons of speakers. So basically there's kind of fixes where it kind of depends on your platform. It kind of depends how you're watching. You kind of just need to go into your audio settings and you need to find something that is like an equalizer that equalizes or minimizes the channels or it, it's it's different in every device so you can't really look for a specific thing but at least with Windows 7 I opened up the um, I opened up like this audio mixer and I clicked this little checkbox that said equalize like the equalize the volume so I just did that not long ago so I will report back and I'll let you know how that worked out when we get into the next episode of Daredevil Okay, cool. Because I was at uh, the hotel room where I watched my episode, so I, I I wasn't about to get delve into the specifics on how to adjust that. <laughs> but in my house, I do have a five point one, mm-hmm. and um, the bass hits really hard, and I like it. But it's uh, the dialogue's still quiet. Even if you have a five point one, I don't care what they say. The dialogue is still quiet, and the hits are still loud. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm excited to see how that works out as well um, for you, and maybe see where the season goes. I'm really excited. Tell us your impressions. Email us your review. Uh, tweet us, uh, you know, quick spoiler-free things. Uh, oh, on please, spoiler-free, please. <laughs> yeah, um, or, you know, by Saturday, we will have watched everything. My, mm-hmm. That's my goal. If you, I, I, I'm going to have to put in some major hours to get this done. <laughs> um, so just email us. I won't read the emails. If you have spoilers in it, say spoilers in the email title, and we'll check it when we're done. Just let us know what you think. I'm really interested. Uh-huh. Which leads me into the next uh, thing we talked about last week. Netflix's Luke Cage. And 
the first preview of the show released on Friday as well. And uh, it's really funny and entertaining and kind of, I think, sets a great tone for the show. Uh, so Luke Cage, it looks like he's in a boxing ring or a boxing area. Um, I guess that's big in New York. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, a, it's, it's similar to like Daredevil's like boxing gym kind of. Yeah. And people point some guns at him. And he's like, apparently you haven't heard of me and they shoot him. And like, you can see his clothes getting torn, but nothing's happening. Cause he's, you know, bulletproof skin. And then he's like, I'm sick of buying new clothes, <laughs> uh, which is really funny. And I think the bullets were ricocheting off of him too, which was, um, not really something we've seen, uh, in the movies so far, or I guess TV show so far, but it was really funny. And then it set with some music and our first look at the new logo for Luke Cage, the official uh-huh. logo. And it looks way different than I expected it to look. Actually. Uh, it's got a very like uh, co- old comic book vibe to it. And, um, but it's got that same Marvel look at the same time, you know, like the black background with like the, I guess the lens flares across it, but it looks like, you know, resembles, Luke Cage is like a rock, and he's got unbreakable skin, and I'm really excited to kind of see where this goes, and because it's coming out September 30th this year. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm super hype. Um, I I, I don't know uh, if we're if how many characters are going to be populating the season two of Daredevil. I'm interested to see what they do. I I don't know if Luke Cage is going to somehow swoop in. I don't think he is. We haven't heard any reports on that, but it's super cool that we're getting previews like this, like in the midst of a new season of Daredevil. It's like they keep hitting us with new Netflix stuff, and I love that. Yeah, I think I think it's going to really pick up um, coming going forward. I really do. And another bit of fun fact for Luke Cage, and this came out today, is uh, Paul McGuigan directed episodes one and two. Uh-huh. And you might be thinking to yourself, Chris. Who's Paul McGagan and why, yeah. why is this important? Uh-huh. So he directed four episodes of Sherlock so far. Nice. Uh, including, uh, the, I think, the empty hearse and the the pink one about the lady with the pink bag. Uh-huh. I don't I remember what that was titled. Uh, so I love Sherlock. Love it. Glad that guy did it. He also directed one of my favorite movies. This is on my top shelf in a very select list of movies, Lucky Number Slevin. <laughs> top shelf Chris movie. That is a very top. Uh, it, it's uh, one of those movies like you look at it and you're like, ah, oh, it's got Morgan Freeman in it. It's got, uh, you know, uh, Bruce Willis, Josh Hartnett, and Ben Kingsley. And you're like, this this looks a little weird. But it's really, really, really awesome. I think the dialogue, it's like a. It's very gangsterish, but at the same time, there's like a long con going on. I really. Have you ever seen it, Mike? Um, no, I, I don't think I have. I would recommend it. This is one when I first started dating my fiance. This is one of the first movies I gave her and told her to watch. And she was like, I really don't want to, but I, I'll put it on. She got hooked. And she's nice. like, that's a great movie. I really want to watch it. I was lucky enough to see this in theaters when it came out. And we were in college, uh, I think my first year in 2006. And I really like it. So if you can see Lucky Number 7, it'd be great. I'm glad Paul McGuigan did the first two episodes of Luke Cage. Yeah. Looks like it's really coming together really well. I was yeah, I worried think, about it, but it but it looks spot on. Yeah, yeah I, I think it just goes to show you that uh, Netflix and Marvel teaming up, they can they can get whoever they want. They don't have to worry about uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel to get someone to get someone to direct a little streaming TV show. Like these things are huge and massive now. They're they're not pulling any punches, as we would say. Yeah, great quality. Which brings us to some confirmation news for Iron Fist. Finn Jones has been confirmed by Marvel to be Danny Rand. Yes. The and, Iron Fist. And Chris, my lovely co-host here, who has the utmost uh, journalistic integrity, made sure to tell everybody when we talked about this a couple weeks ago that this was purely rumor, but it could, it w- but it was a strong rumor. But So yeah. we, we cited on the side of rumor, so it looks like we're circling back around to let everybody know that it has finally been confirmed. Yes, and the image that Marvel released makes him look a little better. Like he, I think he's going to be a good Danny Rand. He looks uh-huh. like the Iron Fist from the comic books that I know, and I, I think it's going to be a great series. Like we talked about, Marvel's not pulling punches. Like they don't have to rush the casting for anything. They they've waited and and got who they wanted, and and they're going to work on the series, which is awesome. And I, I mean, it kind of gives me a little maybe indication that maybe they're saving a little spot for him in Luke Cage to show up, so we can have a Power Man and Iron Fist kind of. 
combo in one of the episodes. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not opposed to combos. We had plenty of Luke Cage, Jessica Jones combos. So they're definitely not opposed to bringing in these characters uh, when it's basically not their time yet, not their show. So yeah, you expect anything. Yeah, really excited, really excited for that. So if we get more Iron Fist news, we'll let you know. Uh, we'll probably get some more casting coming up soon. And maybe a showrunner. I'd like to. I like to see a showrunner. I don't think yeah. we have one. I don't think we have one. Um, but here's a fun fact: uh, Hawkeye. You know the guy, Hawkeye. He's in. The, yeah. He's an Avenger. The dude with the bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the, uh, the purple guy, Ro- Robin Hood, Robin Hood, <laughs> the, the Avengers. Jeremy Renner, uh, in an interview this weekend, said that he would like to do a Netflix series for his character, and he would be open to it. That's not confirming anything. He says it's not in his power, but if the opportunity arose he would take that advantage. Yeah, so I heard a little bit about this, and I and I went out to kind of look at the, the reception to see what kind of people were talking about. And it looks like people are not interested in seeing more of a Hawkeye and his family. You know, I think, the, I think the Hawkeye that everybody wants to see is Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, and we're just not going to really get that with Jeremy Renner well, unless somehow his family dies. Well, see, I don't think so. I think we can do a pre-family Hawkeye. Or oh, like maybe like uh, he's on a long mission, Hawkeye, and that is how it t- feeds into the Matt Fraction run, mm-hmm. because his family's in some remote farm location, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe Nick Fury and Shield put him on a mission downtown New York or some big city for a, an extended period, and that's where we get the 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 Fraction Hawkeye. Because uh, in that in that run, he has no like love life other than like at the beginning, like his ex girlfriends like were mad at him, but like. Mm-hmm. He could still have ex-girlfriends. It's fine. So I don't think him having a family would be that. But you're right. No one wants to see Hawkeye out on the farm milking cows. And, yeah, nobody. And 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 fixing, you know, uh, the watering hole because, like, there's a snake in it or something. I, yeah, I don't know. I- I think Jeremy Renner makes a great Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye is super awesome. I, I love his action in the movie as I can't wait to see him fire Ant-Man across to, uh, yeah. uh, somebody else on the other side of uh, the opposing the forces there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it could work. I think at the very least, I would love to see him pop up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that would be cool. I think he's really underutilized, especially he's got a great skill set, and I think He's not utilized enough in the movies to where, like, if you brought him in a shield, it would be a big enough cameo to, like, get people to tune in, but not too big where it takes away from the show. Uh-huh. Uh, and especially because Samuel L. Jackson probably won't come back to the show. I don't think he's been on it since first season. No. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Agent Shield be great. Maybe, um, maybe Marvel's most wanted since technically he was an operative with uh, Mockingbird. Yeah, that would be right. I, and I think uh, that type of show, the way I've been hearing about it, could use a little bit of Hawkeye. Yeah, so really excited to see where that goes there. I, I'm, I'm down with it. Will it ever happen? Probably not. But I'm, I'm glad to see people are open to the ideas. They like the characters and they want to do more of them. On that note, we got some Avengers Infinity War news. Ooh, hot scoop. That is, that's a few years away. We don't get, We don't get too much Infinity War news around here yet. Well, when you say a few years away, it's technically two years away. And that doesn't seem, it seems like that, a long time, but it's really not that, that long. That is technically a few, I believe. I think if you look up the definition yeah, no. of a few, or is that a I couple? Be- it's a couple years away. It's a couple. I say a few, few is more than two, because it rhymes. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, either way, it's closer than it feels. Like, it shouldn't <laughs> feel like just two more summers away. Mm-hmm. So, um, new characters will appear in Infinity War, according to the Russo brothers. Like, uh-huh. comic book characters and superheroes we have not seen yet will make their first appearance in Infinity War. Okay, so they're not necessarily talking about, like, Miss Marvel or anything, or Captain Marvel. Like, we're going to see something new. Well, no. These are existing characters will make their first appearance in Infinity War. Oh. Uh, it, it may Captain Marvel may show up beforehand, because mm-hmm. she gets her own movie. Um, which is... I think after it's the first one after infinity war, but these may be characters we've never even dreamed of showing up just yet. Uh Um, and I, I, off the top of my hand, I couldn't tell you who, uh, that could possibly ever be, but maybe like this, my favorite character, the Sentry, could show up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a bad way to maybe introduce an inhuman before they get their movie, you know, just to kind of get their foot in the door a little bit cinematically. Yeah, I totally agree. I think anyone who has a movie after Infinity War will show up in the first one, uh, especially the Inhumans. And we're going to talk about the Inhumans later, believe it or not. Um, and it's just other characters maybe involved with Civil War that we we haven't really thought of just yet. Um, 
and I can't think of anything else off the top of my head um, of, of people. Maybe an Adam Warlock. Uh, so maybe some cosmic characters who haven't, who won't appear in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Yeah, maybe coming together to fight Thanos. I I still think I don't know where what movie it might pop up in, but I still really think at some point in time we're gonna get a Red Hulk. I think it, Red Hulk is gonna happen sometime. Okay, that's a bold statement. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I could definitely see a She Hulk before a Red Hulk actually okay. in my book. Um, but you're you're probably you're probably not too far behind, uh, especially with Civil War coming up and, and General Ross appearing. Uh-huh. And also, we should expect a new Spider-Man outfit for Infinity War. On this one, I'm going to call uh, Duh, because <laughs> I think in Spider-Man the movie, he will have a different one than he has in Civil War. Like yeah. he, He's going to have an Iron Man kind of evolution of suits where there's subtle differences. He's not going to have 40, like a Mark 40 Iron Man or Spider-Man suit by Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, his... The suit has kind of always evolved, even when it hasn't really been for specific movie purposes, like he needs new functions. I mean, the suit changed in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I don't, I'm not 100% sure how much the suit changed in the original trilogy, but I'm sure it had different tweaks in it. One, uh, if, if I look at it, the original Spider-Man trilogy movie, one was a suit, and then two and three were the same suit. Um, gotcha. But then there was a black version of that same suit. So. Uh-huh. Um, I actually looked up the history of Spider-Man suits this week. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I do in my spare time. <laughs> um, also, um, I, I want to point out here, I was at a Comic-Con this weekend. So I, my question I asked everybody who I could find, famous or not, was what superhero slash comic book movie are you most excited for this year? Uh-huh. And I talked to Ryan Stegman, an artist. He actually was the artist on Superior Spider-Man and Scarlet Spider and um, some other Spider-Man stuff for a long time. Uh-huh. And he said Civil War because he likes the Spider-Man suit so much. Nice. Uh, so coming from a guy who draws Spider-Man for a living very frequently, <laughs> loves his new Spider-Man outfit. Really awesome to hear that. Yeah, I mean, that, and that superior Spider-Man suit is killer also. So, I mean, take it from that man. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And that kind of brings us to our next thing, Captain America's Civil War. Uh, this is a movie that almost everyone said they were excited for this year. Like, this mm-hmm. is kind of unanimous. Um, Mark Wade, famous writer, Civil War. Uh, uh, Nick Spencer, another writer, Civil War. And so was Ryan Stegman. And a couple other... Civil War was the winner overall. And we have been confirmed from the Russo brothers, there are post-credit scenes. Of course. But I think the I think the biggest key there is scenes. We're going to get at least two of yeah. them, it sounds like. Yeah. They said it could be up to three, although <laughs> that could have been a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing because those guys are... They're humorous. They're funny in their interviews. They're, mm-hmm. And I think the correct favorite is like, you know, you can expect one, two, or, or, or three. So whether they're being serious or not could blow our minds. Um, but I, I expect two, one after the main, like, fancy credits, and then one mm-hmm. at the very end. What do, what do you think that we might see there? Obviously, it totally depends on kind of what happens in the movie. But what do, what do you lean in? What do you think it's going to reveal? So normally my theory is that the Marvel movie – Post-credit scenes will always tease the movie two movies ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this one, I imagine it will be teasing Guardians of the Galaxy since they're already filming it. Mm-hmm. However, Doctor Strange needs a little love. And they filmed oh. most of it. So they mm-hmm. can probably be teasing Doctor Strange in one and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy in another. Yeah, I, I, I think... Um... I think one of the post-credit scenes will probably continue on the story of of Cap in some way, um, just like how in um, in Winter Soldier, one of our post-credit scene was uh, Bucky, um, Bucky walking right. around that museum. So I think the post-credit scene that we'll get focusing on another movie. I think I think Doctor Strange wouldn't be out of the ordinary. I kind of think the post-credit scene might focus a little bit on like magic. I really can't wait for Marvel to kind of get into this mystical world where Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not space you know even you know even when you look at space and you go okay space kind of has similar attributes to magic you know because aliens can do different things it's still kind of all explained by science i really am looking forward to marvel getting into something that they just can't quite explain you know even with ant-man when you're going to that subatomic level that's all science even though stuff in that level gets really weird and trippy it kind of seems like a different dimension you know but yeah, I, w- I want to see a little bit of magic. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. So here's 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 how I imagine this working, and this is pure theory, my own creation right now. That 
in 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 Civil War, the comic books, Captain America is killed at the end, but he's not mm-hmm. really killed um, in the books. Uh, what if he is quote unquote killed, but then meets Doctor Strange in the afterlife dimension? Ooh, uh, brings them both together, ties the movies. I don't know if that's true or not. That's me making that up, but we can see if that works out. However, here's a fun fact for you. If you want to know how long it'll take you to watch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, including movies, TV shows, shorts, and one-shots, up up to the end point of Season 3 of S.H.I.E.L.D., so that includes Civil War, mm-hmm. 122 hours, 26 minutes so per if you're, geek critique. So it sounds like if you're trying to like 100% like a Final Fantasy game or something like that. <laughs> if you if you wanted if you go to Geek Critique, our links in there, you, he tells you how to watch them all in order from start to finish, starting with Captain America and going chronologically uh, mm-hmm. in the movie universe. Um, 122 hours and 26 minutes. Uh, I did a little check on us. We're at like 69 um, hours and 30 something minutes uh, for our podcast. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can catch up to them one day. <laughs> have as many hours as Marvel does. Uh, I, I saw a little bit of news since you brought up one shots. Uh, I think I saw something out there that said these one shots might resurface again that we might possibly get them showing up maybe on Netflix. It didn't necessarily point to any like new one shots or anything, See, but it, so- it sounds like those need like a new home is what they're trying so, to say. So, I heard that, but it was YouTube, not Netflix. Okay. Uh, um, because they want them to be available, but I mean, for a one shot that's ten minutes on Netflix doesn't make any sense. I think for anybody, uh, for that. So I heard, I heard actually it was YouTube, and that like they're interested, but like they just won't do them until they feel like they're right. Hmm. So it, it makes me think maybe they're trying to resurface them because they believe that content's still important. You know, I. I I'm trying to remember kind of what happens in some of the one shots, but the last one I can really remember was uh, the one with the Mandarin in jail. And that was kind of left kind of ambiguous where you weren't really sure what happened. Is he really the real Mandarin? What's going on? Someone, something's pulling the strings around there. So it makes me think maybe they kind of want to resurface that. Maybe we'll see this in some iteration in the future. That was the last one shot. And it was, um, I think it came out with the Thor, the dark world DVD. Um, Agent Carter uh, is still one of my favorite ones. Um, mm-hmm. That spawned a whole TV series, actually, yeah, which was really cool. And uh, Coulson's one shots were really funny. Like what, a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, and uh, the uh, consultant they they tied this the they filled in holes on the on the bigger stories, and that's really fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I hope they come back. Um, but yeah, if you want to watch if see how to watch the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe from start to finish, starting this summer. It will take you five days, by the way, so <laughs> good luck with that. On the other note, you know, DC's building their cinematic universe. We talked a little bit about Batman v Superman coming out this week. However, Justice League has some news. The title is not confirmed yet. It is The working title is Justice League. Mm-hmm. But chances are it may have a subtitle. Yeah, okay. Like well, I mean, Dawn of Justice and so on and so forth. So uh, Rise of Justice, High Noon of Justice, Dusk of Justice, Noon of Justice... So many. The Dusk of Justice sounds better. Dawn of Justice, <laughs> Dusk of Justice. It, it's, it's, it's a yin-yang kind of thing. Yeah, it rolls um, off the tongue. It's nice. However, I don't think Justice League... I think the Justice League would work for the first film, much mm-hmm. like the Avengers worked for the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one would need a subtitle. But uh, I'll leave DC to do what they want. I, I can't tell them what to do, and they probably don't listen to the show, sadly. <laughs> I wish they did. Like, we're, we're pretty funny. We do cool things. But in the meantime, Suicide Squad comes out this year. This was another uh, movie that's popular on people's radars, actually. Um, no one said Batman v Superman, believe it or not. Oh man! So that was that was a big that was a big ding 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 there. Um, Suicide Squad people did say the 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 confirmation from Common, the rapper who is now an actor. His character, he said his name was Monster T. Okay. Um. However, I think that's a misdirect, and we believe he is the Tattooed Man still. Uh-huh. The Tattooed Man is a character in the comics who can bring his tattoos to life. Like, um, if we look at the image here, uh, on the comics he has a snake on his head, and he can bring that snake to life to do things. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Because I believe we had that little snippet in one of the trailers where there's some sort of like tentacles or something in like a subway station. Yes. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, and, and everyone believes that that is the tattooed man using his powers uh, in the subway. And if you look here, we have an image of Common on set looking just like the tattooed man. 
Mm-hmm. And so, I see some tentacled stuff coming off of his brain there. Brain skull. Yeah. Yes, very much. Uh, some tentacles. Uh, he's got like a, looks like a third eye. Uh, his jacket is even like a big mouth of something. So I don't know what he can do, but I think Monster T is monster tattoos. Mm-hmm. And he can make the tattoos become monsters and stuff like that. So Makes sense to me. I'm leaning towards that. I, I'm interested. I, I want another Suicide Squad trailer. When will that come out? I don't know. But I want to see one. Maybe we'll have a teaser at the end of Batman v Superman for it. Oh, that would be cool. That would make pretty, sense. That'd be pretty sick. Another movie that DC has not announced is Lobo. Are you familiar uh-huh. with Lobo? Uh, he's like a anti-hero in the DC universe, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, he's like a mercenary kind of thing. I mean, I imagine him kind of like, a, I don't know. He's an interstellar mercenary and bounty hunter. Uh-huh. And I guess I don't know. For some reason, I think Deadpool, but it's not. But I think it's just the violence. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lobo, I actually, yeah, I have one Lobo comic, and it's called Lobo the Duck, and they mix Lobo and Howard the Duck together. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty entertaining. However, they have hired, DC has hired, Jason Fuchs. <laughs> Fuchs, I hope that's how they pronounce it. Who wrote Wonder Woman to write this movie. All right. They've been working on getting one out for years, but Jason is starting from scratch on this as well. What do you think that means? Do you think we're going to get a Lobo movie that hasn't been announced yet? I mean, it's possible. I mean, if he is ultra-violent, obviously the ultra-violent, from the studio's point of view, has been working with That's with, uh, right. Deadpool, I got the Deadpool, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, and I think we're, we're talking about something kind of related to violence a little later down with comic books. So, obviously, the, uh, the waves of influence of Deadpool have totally been shaking uh, the Hollywood industry. So, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. So, um, it was always, uh, I think The Rock always wanted to play uh, Lobo, um, he, and he kind of looks like him, um, but uh, yeah, it was like in 2012, uh, yeah, The Rock said he wanted to be him, and before he became on to um, play Shazam uh, in a future movie. But, yeah. I mean, I guess it says, what does that mean about the movie slates that the film studios present us? Should we take those as fact, or should we take those as maybe like a, you know, like a... Not really rules, but here's some, you know, uh, guidelines of how we yeah. may take the future. I, t- I take it as like when you go to a movie theater and you put jackets down in a seat. Like you don't really know who's going to be sitting there when your friends get there. You're just saving the seat. They're they're just announcing like whatever they think might possibly work so they can like nail down a weekend. Because, okay. I mean, uh, even though kind of like, uh, what did they say, a rising tide raises all boats. So, I mean, if superhero movies are doing good, um, they're all going to do well. Uh, but there, there's no joke that DC and Marvel are in contention. So that's why they're cl- that's why they're claiming all of these weekends. So yeah, there's a good chance that they might be like, oh well, this was supposed to be when our Green Lantern movie was going to come out, but actually we're going to put them over here now, and then we're going to stick Lobo mm-hmm. here. So yeah, it, it's definitely interesting, uh, and mostly because the Lobo has a history. They announced that this was becoming a movie in 2009 uh-huh. with Guy Ritchie directing it. Hmm. Um, who did, you know, Lock, Sock, Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, one of my favorite movies, Sherlock Holmes movies. So I feel pretty confident Lobo will be one of those movies that DC adds to go kind of go along with their Suicide Squad kind uh-huh. of movies. An anti-hero, so to speak. So go good, good for him. Go him. I got some Star Wars news. Oh, man. Yeah, bring it on. What do you got? So this isn't about any Star Wars film we normally talk about. This is about the, the Han Solo Solo, um, solo film. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this got some. This has some people in in uh, different moods for sure. So Han Solo is a very beloved character. I will always refer back to our super fan Jim and Tier loving Harrison Ford and and Han Solo. And I don't even think this is our biggest Harrison Ford news of the week. Uh, <laughs> so um, Han Solo movie coming out in the future the short list of actors has been revealed we have three names here that i'm going to talk about so the this short list if this is this any sort of confirmation do we think definitely one of these three so there was i feel it's going to be one of these three uh this Uh is as close to a confirmation as we can get without having a studio saying this is who we're looking at Uh um because this went along with our next bit of news, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. I, I want to leave. I want to leave that one. Excited. I'm excited about our next bit of news. Um, so Taron Egerton is the first name. Uh, we may Kingsman? remember him, Kingsman, the the Secret Service. He was also in um, Eddie the Eagle, which is getting really good reviews. I'm not going to watch it personally, but um, he's working on Kingsman too, so that's really exciting. 
Second is uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the recent Coen Brothers movie uh, that I watched, Hail Caesar. Uh, he's a really good part of that movie, even though nobody in that movie has a story or does uh-huh. anything. <laughs> he, his character actor as a cowboy was really awesome. I really liked him. I don't see him as a Han Solo simply because I've only seen that role. Uh-huh. And lastly, Jack Rayner, you may remember him from such uh, great films as Transformers 4. <laughs> Uh, he played the, I guess, the motor car racing boyfriend uh, who, you know, got caught up with uh, Mark Wahlberg and trying to save these people from other robots. I don't, I don't know. Jack Rayner is the least memorable of these two uh, on this list simply because I refuse to go back to watch more Transformers. <laughs> but the, the way I look at it now, um, it's kind of one of those weird things where you really shouldn't be too worried about how they look you know you want to know how they're going to perform in the role but at the same time when you have such an iconic character as han solo you just can't push that qualification to the side anymore i mean han solo is a classic character been around for decades now so you really got to make sure you take care that possibly someone at least going to resemble him and looking at these three, um, Alden doesn't look anything like him. Not at all, mm. in my opinion. Uh, Jack Rayner, I think, probably looks the closest. But I, th- I like Taron Edgerton the most just because I was a huge fan of Kingsman and he commanded that role like crazy. So, uh, yeah, I'm leaning more towards that way. And obviously it's a Transformers movie. I mean, you can only do so much when you're in one of those roles. So, uh, I, well, I, will, I don't know. We'll just have pick, to see. Pick, pick your poison, Mike. Which one would you cast? Uh, uh, I'll go Taron Edgerton because I that, think he's cool. That'd be mine because he's so hot right now. Yeah, <laughs> so hot. So right hot. Well, so I mean, I, I'm I'm looking at photos of him on Google Images right now, and you know how Google Images gives you the uh, recommended other searches. Uh, so right now you could go Taron Edgerton workout. You could go Taron Edgerton six pack. Uh, Taron Edgerton Kingsman week. Uh, wink, uh, Tara Edgerton muscles. Huh. So it seems everybody looking up Tara Edgerton on Google Images, they want a little bit more of them, if you if you know what I'm saying. So I, I think people would be looking forward to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, the fact Kingsman got a sequel out of nowhere, and a, one of the first rated R comic book movies of recent history, uh, Yeah, I think it spawned De- Deadpool's uh, into to what it is now. Um, but I, I honestly, I would choose him simply because I've seen him the most and I think he could, he could pull off, get him his hair a little longer. I think he could do it. Uh-huh. I think he could, he could do the, the Han Solo look. Um, and Eddie the Eagle, his performance has been, you know, heralded in that is great. Again, I, I like, uh, the, uh, Aaron Rick, Aaron Reich. I don't, uh-huh. I don't even know. Um, but he, he was really good in Hail Caesar despite that movie just being a total waste of time. So I don't know. Oh, we'll figure it out. We'll play more. At least we don't have to worry about them recasting Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones 5 <laughs> and the sequel we never asked for. Oh, man. This was probably the most uh, debated news of the week for sure. Yes. Disney slash, I guess, Lucasfilm or whoever owns it announced Indiana Jones 5 is coming out July 19th, 2019 with Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg both returning to the movies. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the same writer as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So, so it looks like uh looks like they're just do they're just getting a do-over. It's almost what it looks like. So the, the here's here's the bit I I've, I've looked into this and I've been conversing with people um and I, again I got to give Jim in here. I, I asked him cuz you know Harrison Ford's is his idol and That's his boy. That's his boy. Yeah, and we all know how Kingdom of the Crystal Skull went. Mm-hmm. So apparently Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was a George Lucas written film and story by George Lucas. Uh-huh. Uh, and this one is back to Steven Spielberg being in control. Despite Spielberg mm-hmm. directing the last one, I'm not going to give him any slip. Like he, That's still on some of him. Um, but this one is going to go back to more Spielberg being in control of everything. Uh-huh. And I, I'm a little more okay because I believe Disney... Only Lucasfilm doing this movie means we're going to get something better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but maybe not quite on par with, you know, The Last Crusade. I think I we're going to get a middle Indiana Jones movie here. I, I think we, we have a better shot this time around, for sure. I think anybody could say that. But 
it's just like, are we really returning back to Indiana Jones again? Like, what like, what are we going to do here? I mean, some some people were saying that um, Harrison Ford is actually older than Sean Connery was when Sean Connery was, like, supposed to, like, play his dad in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, Harrison Ford is old. Is he going to be able to be just as action-packed as he was? Obviously not, so they're going to write the role a little differently. There's nothing wrong with being a little older. But, I mean, that's kind of was the, the symptom uh, I mean, I guess the uh, antidote for that in the last movie was supposed to be um, um, Shia LaBeouf. His son was kind of supposed to be uh, uh, taking up the mantle, I guess, in a way, but that didn't pan out. So, And Shia LaBeouf has basically gone Hollywood AWOL. So I could say that we're not going to be seeing him in 2019 in this uh-huh. movie. So, I mean, do, they, do we just write his son out of the film? Maybe do we write in a daughter? Like, wh- where does Harrison Ford go in this adventure of Indiana Jones 5? I'm just trying to trying to see what what else we can add you know so i would say that they just recast his son um to to be honest uh that's that's what i would do i don't i'm not as familiar with my indiana jones lore as i am with other things but did they recast his like love interest in other films or was it just different girls I think it was different. I think i believe it was just different girls i can't speak to that to the truth um but Okay. I don't know. Maybe we're just being just too hard on this. Well, we, we the last again. I think we got Star Wars syndrome here. Um, we mm-hmm. were burnt on the last one, and all the check marks are there. Like, oh my gosh, these things could happen and, and be bad. And I think we're just my my reaction is the same 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 as I had with Star Wars, mm-hmm. to be honest. But I think Disney has better teams involved, more money, and they're not gonna let them do something stupid. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what I think is like. When they bring up these old franchises, every studio is just like, how do we turn it into a trilogy? How do we get multiple movies out of this? I could possibly see an Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford, but I just cannot see an Indiana Jones 6 with Harrison Ford. So are they going to try to bring in someone to take over the role of Indiana and move into a different adventure (laughs) and just send Harrison Ford off until... um, into like a Viking funeral and like a, in a, in a, in like a boat out into the middle of a lake? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, yeah, it, it's probably his deal. It's like, I'll do it again if you kill me off, kind of like in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, I feel like that's how it is. Um, and I guess, I, I mean, they've recast him before. So it, I don't know if this counts as canon, but the 92 to 96 series, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, mm-hmm. uh, started with George Hall playing a 94-year-old Indiana Jones and telling the story of his youth. Okay. <laughs> Which was actually played by Boondock Saints' Sean Patrick Flannery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but, I mean, does that count or not? I don't know. How does that count in there? Like, what is canon and what is not canon on, on Indiana Jones? Yeah, I, I think uh, people aren't too uh, worried about canon as much. You know, when you Well, if, about, if they're like, not, then we can get rid of a son. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Because when we're talking about sci-fi universes like uh, Star Wars, I think people... Uh, want to make sure that's concrete but you know they're throwing that cannon out like books and stuff so i don't know obviously nobody out there is just like super psyched and not worried whatsoever there's going to be different yeah. levels of 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 doubt let's let's, let's put our, let's put on our meter our, on the superhero slate meter is cautiously optimistic yeah i think that works okay great i'll put it as cautious. i mean again I, I think disney assuaded us with star wars they have a chance to do it with indiana jones i'll mm-hmm. give them a chance but uh, other than that, I mean, I, there's no names for it, so I'm kind of interested to see kind of what they do. Maybe we get a name uh, this year at D23. Mm-hmm. And um, However, that does give us a big problem here. Uh, July 19th, 2019 is only a week after Inhumans, Marvel's Inhumans release, which is July mm-hmm. 12th, 2019. Something's going to get moved. <laughs> um, I just don't see Disney cannibalizing their own market. Yeah, and I can see true. how this happens because they've got so many movies and they have to get summer slots lined up. Um, again, yes. recently we saw Spider-Man move up three weeks or one yes. week or whatever. Something, something's probably going to shift at least a week or two. Yeah, they, so they probably want at least two weeks in between. My my uh, my guesstimations are three weeks. Um, if I look at how if I if I study movies and how they're they a good three week buffer is what you need so you don't eat your own things mm-hmm. uh, up. And Inhumans is a very tricky property right now. Yes, they're in Shield. Could it get canceled? I doubt it. Marvel's sticking to their guns on these movies. 
Um, they're adding movies and they're moving movies. That's great. But I don't think they're going to cancel anything they've announced. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, they haven't heard anything from it. It's going to get canceled. Well, they said about Iron Fist as well. And guess what? Iron Fist is still happening. Yeah. It's just, and I'm, it's just I'm not, still... you know, in the next, like, it's got three years before we get there. Yeah. And I'm still holding strong with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that, you know, if it gets into the realm, like, because unlike some shows out there. Okay. So if there's a TV show out there, um, it's basically, it's not necessarily independently run, but you got this one show creator who has this one vision for how the show is going to pan out. And if the network looks at it and go like, okay, this isn't working out too hot, you know, we're going to have to cancel this. But Okay, so if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't working out too well, ABC is not just going to cancel it. Because guess what? ABC answers to Disney, and Disney's like, no, we got bigger things to worry about. <laughs> if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't working out, you throw out and fire the cast that's not working. You get in a new writer's room, and we'll just reinvent the show. I yeah. really don't think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to go go anywhere. Obviously, as you can tell, how the rough that first season was, and the show mm. went nowhere. They're going to hold on to this thing like to dear life. And like I said, I think last week i'm totally fine with them refreshing the cast if they need to i mean i think they've held on to agent ward a little too long i mean spoilers no i i'm not really are you are you caught are you caught up i'm caught up i mean i i i I think i think he's got the rest of the season and that's it yeah because i mean like technically ward is kind of dead you know i don't know technically if they can find like a way to kind of bring him back really it's just the actor's body that what i'm trying to say is on so i he's definitely he's limping so he's he's going to be gone next season i really think so too well i think again they've already renewed shield for season four so we know where he's getting another year um i think if shield's gonna end guess where it's gonna end with the inhumans Uh this show will launch into the movie and we've had several years of Uh build-up and if the show ends great so be it I don't know. We don't know how the Marvel Cinematic Universe looks after Thanos comes to town. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe things are rewritten. Maybe things aren't rewritten. I don't know. We got so much unknowns. It's so exciting. I'm exhilarated. I just don't want to see Inhumans have a week and then Indiana Jones come out the next week and just destroy it. And then that's all we see of the Inhuman movies. Uh-huh. Uh, because Simply because that's one of my favorite characters. I got, I'm looking at a crayon drawing of Black <laughs> Bolt that I got this weekend right in front of me. I bought... Okay. Forty dollars of Inhumans books. I'm really, I'm really a big fan. Can you tell? So oh. <laughs> it, it, it hit me a little hard, but I think they're gonna figure it out as they go. It's really, schedules are fluid, especially three and a half years away. Uh-huh. So, oh well. Now let's move on to some movies we don't have release dates for. Spawn. We've talked about this. Uh-huh. It is confirmed by the writer that an R-rated version of this film is happening. Mm-hmm. Thank I thank you, Deadpool. I mean that kind of rolls in a little bit with the Lobo news. We're getting these dark, these dark uh, anti heroes. Yeah, anti heroes. I, I wouldn't we're say dark. Up the dark. I think, I think they're just violent. Like we're bringing up the darkness, bringing up the violence, bringing up the blood. Rated R. They want that rated R money. Rated R is finally synonymous with money again. So yeah, uh, and it only took you know two comic book movies to get you to that point, people. Yeah, yeah, Pay man. Attention. Pay attention, Kingsman, Deadpool. Deadpool, by the way, is the number six Marvel property movie of all time right now. It is banging out money. I think it is right on the precipice of taking um, the number two spot for rated R movie right now. It's like it's 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 actually ten million away from number two. Uh, And what what's number two? American Sniper is American Sniper. Yep. Okay, and then I. Still crossing my fingers that it takes down Passion of the Christ. It's getting, it's close. So it is close domestically. Yes, I, I don't know if it'll get there, but it still has to open in Japan yet. So oh, the, I didn't realize it hadn't opened in Japan. It had not opened in Japan. So guess what? The domestic market is going to be huge once it hits there. It's going to get another you know life push out of it. So that's really mm-hmm. exciting. Um, it just passed Spider-Man three, believe it or not. Ooh, yeah, that movie was gigantic when it came out. Obviously, not very yeah. good, but I do remember the box office. It did make a lot of money. So, yeah. uh, three um, Avengers, Avengers two, Iron Man three, Spider-Man one, Spider-Man two are in front of it, and that's it. Uh, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll catch Spider-Man two, but uh, we'll cross our fingers. Um, but that's a good. That's a good spot for Daredevil. Honestly, that's a lot farther uh, than anyone would have said a year ago. Yeah, uh, I'm putting a. I'm putting a audio asterisk next to that because you said uh, Daredevil and not Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool! Uh, you know what I want to watch right now, right? Yeah, Daredevil. Uh, I get it. They're they're all red. You know, they're all. Yeah. You know, they're they're all in the Marvel universe. It's all confusing. It's all right. oh well. Instead, uh, we're gonna switch over to TV again. Preacher. Uh, the show we've talked about, uh, produced by Seth Rogen, has Dominic uh, 
Not Dominic Cooper. Cooper. Not is it Dominic no. Cooper? I think it's Dominic Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking Dominic Purcell, the guy who plays uh, Heat Wave in Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Dominic Cooper is the actor. It's premiering May 22nd on AMC after. Um, I think it's Fear the Walking Dead, or, or maybe it's just regular Walking Dead finale. I don't know how many episodes are in each season. Can I tell you that I'm very excited for this show? I, you can, and I believe you. I'm actually kind of thrilled as well. I think it's going to be really, really fun. I love Dominic Cooper. I love him as Stark. Um, old oh, Papa yeah. Stark. He, he always makes Agent Carter that much better when he shows oh, up. Oh, yeah. He, he's he's just got a lot of charisma on the screen, and I, I can't wait to see him in every single episode of a TV show, not just yeah. Pepperdine. Yeah, he'd be great as a lead role. And then it's got Ruth Nega, who played uh, Reyna on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, oh, cool. In there as well. So really excited to see that show. Preacher, going to be great. Really excited. Let's, we'll, we'll let you know when that comes out back in back in May. Mm-hmm. A little update. On tra- we talked about Transformers earlier. This was like one of the first things I got. Um we talked about the writer's room they had and how Robert Kirkman was involved. Uh-huh. Apparently, he was only in there a day and had to leave for health issues because he had to go get some minor surgery done. So I think he's faking. I, he, he's faking. He wanted out of that room. He's like, I don't know what I got myself into. Ooh, ow, I think something yeah. hurts. Sorry, guys. I got to go get surgery. That yeah. sounds like one of those really bad excuses. It's just like, oh, can I have your phone number? It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so busy. Next week, I'm, get, I'm having foot surgery and then shoulder surgery. And then, you know, it's just I'm backed up with surgeries for the next 52 weekends, you know. I need like, to go I walk think, my cat and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. I think I think Kirkman just got a good look at everything. Just like, wait, that's right. I don't want to be involved in Transformers, and he just got the fuck out of there. <laughs> he took his day one paycheck and left. So <laughs> it gives me least uh, less hope in Transformers yet again. So mm-hmm. now there was much to begin with. Lastly, one of Mike's favorite bits of news when we get to talk about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I'm excited the, for this. The new image today of Callum Lynch, played by Michael Fassbender, in the movie shows a very. I like how well the scene is lit and composed and all the stuff he seems to be drawing on the wall there. Uh, maybe things he's seen of his past lives. Maybe. Like I Assassin's think, Creed. I think this is cool. Cause this is one of my favorite parts of Assassin's Creed is this, uh, science fiction aspect of it where he's like basically mm-hmm. jumping back in time through basically means of technology. So, um, apparently people that played the game said that they didn't really enjoy going into the future too much. Um, I did, I haven't really played any of these games into the ground too much, but I, I really like the premise around Assassin's Creed. So I think the movie is going to pull it off really, really well. Yeah, I mean, well, you're not playing it at that point. Like when I when you play in the future, you don't have your assassin abilities, and I think mm-hmm. that's why the people didn't like it. Um, but I'm I'm really excited for Assassin's Creed. It's gonna kick off uh, not comic video game movies in a big way, mm-hmm. um, and I I'm really excited to see where that goes next year. Yeah, I mean, right, Michael Fassbender, this year, man, is it this you year? You can you can you can bet on Fassbender. Yeah, isn't it like November? I want to uh, say it might. I, I might just be you could pulling be dates very right. Uh, but I feel, December twenty first, this uh, year. Yep, knew it was the end of the year. Yep, there we go. Silly me. I should have checked the superhero slate movie release schedule. <laughs> should have checked it. Should have uh, checked it. But oh well, that's our news for the week. Uh, we got a lot of news. Next week is gonna be even bigger. Save some time next week to listen to all our stuff for Green You. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a big week with a regular show, a Daredevil, not Deadpool show, and a Dawn of Justice spoiler cast. So oh, I think that Dawn of Justice spoiler cast is going to be just as lengthy as the movie's going to be. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a lot to talk about. Good, bad, and ugly. If there is any, it could be great. We could like fall in love and never turn I'm, back. I'm hoping for great, man. Yeah, so uh, we'll let you know. Let us know what you think as well next week um, of that and all the other fun stuff. And, and maybe we'll talk about your reviews whenever we, we do the shows. Uh, just remember to hashtag spoiler cast them. I want to give an update on the video game giveaway. I should have done this at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, there's going to be another week because iTunes usually takes a week to two weeks to post everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you guys for sharing and interacting with the show. Um, we'll be picking winners probably next week uh, while we uh, on our regular show. So I appreciate I appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. You guys are awesome. Yeah. And if you have any new subscribers from C2E2, thanks for finding our stickers all over the place. And doing that stuff. It was fun. So, But in the meantime, Mike, if people want to know more about what you're up to in the world, where can they find you? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter or Instagram. And as always, you can swing on over to PickledComics.com to read my webcomics. Chris, people are going to want to know when you finally get to uh, finishing Daredevil so they don't spoil anything for you. So if they want to follow you, where can they find that out? 
Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I will be writing a full review of Daredevil this week uh, and Man of Steel, or not Man of Steel, uh, Dawn of Justice <laughs> on ComicUI.com this week. Um, both of those will be writing there. A little bit different than what we talk about here, so you won't get double doses of the same thing. Um, but check that out. And I will be posting some C2E2 stuff there as well. Uh, so if you want to chat, follow me on those places and things and stuff. Where else can they find us, Mike? I mean, they're listening. They found us once. Where else can they find us again? Well, yeah, it's that time again where we're going to wrap up the show by saying please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the links to everywhere that we host the show and also to get up on those show notes. If you ever want to get links to everything that we're talking about, that's the best place to find it. And, you know, it's nice and organized. You can really follow along. keeps things easy. Uh, You can find us on iTunes. We got awesome videos on YouTube. You can catch us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get this stuff straight to your email address. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter great avenues to follow the show if you're a fan of the show uh, consider heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a review uh, heck at sometimes you can win uh, video game codes from us so you can get some free games out of us and yeah. also it helps out the show it helps us pop up in some uh, fresh eyeballs on iTunes uh, and that yeah it, it really really helps and yeah. also, if you're a super fan of the show, uh, share it with a friend. Share it with a buddy. Um, and, yeah, that's the best way to help us out and keep us coming back every week because we love it. Yes, it's the best. And uh, I guess I'm going to take this opportunity to go watch Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, man. Get out of here. You got a lot to watch. You got a lot to catch up on. And, oh, man, it gets it's, it gets crazy. It gets crazy. Well, <laughs> I will probably post, uh, post spoiler-free reactions on my Twitter as I go now. So, uh follow me for that so cool we'll see you guys uh next week enjoy your weeks and don't forget to watch donald justice all right bye everybody bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe